Hi, my name is Kevin McDonald, and I'm declaring my independence. Independence from what? Why, negative thoughts and energy, of course. Chief among them, hate, division, and fear. You see, I know that we're all one, and together we can solve any problem, save our planet and each other. Please, join me as we come together as one and choose a better way to be. So now, let's begin with my independence report. And welcome, and welcome. This is my independence report, and I have... Uh, an announcement, not an announcement to make. What would it be? It would be a breaking news. Breaking news. We think Matt has been abducted by aliens because he was supposed to be here and he's not here. So we'll see what his experience was like when he comes back from being abducted because they're going to do some uh, sexual experimentation on him, I think. In and then to bend over, don't bend over, man. <laughs> in any event, Eric Hall is with us, Kayla May is with us, and Rhea is with us, and she's going to be popping in, I'm just sure, from time to time. Uh, she's uh, uh, Kayla May's three year old, and uh, she's an adorable child. And uh, so th- this, is, this is great fun, but uh, I don't know what happened to Matt, so I guess we'll just continue. Um, Eric, what are we going to talk about today? Gosh, there's a couple of great uh, subjects today. Of course, uh, it can't be, uh, you know, it's not a day in June 2021 without talking about the upcoming uh, UFO report uh, from the Pentagon itself. You know, they're leaking all kinds of stuff every day. And it's a subject that on everybody's mind since, you know, since the history of man. So this is huge. Whatever comes out, it's going to affect us for the rest of our lives. So that, that's one of the topics, you know, and I'm excited to get uh, your guys' perspective on what's going on and, and what, how you guys feel about it. And I, I've got all kinds of thoughts. You know, this is something I've been looking forward to uh, for as long as I've been aware of science fiction, which was, gosh, when did you start reading science fiction, you guys? I long, long time ago. Um, Matt, Matt apparently has been, has returned to the land of the living. He just, can he sit? Can he, sit? <laughs> he just doesn't have the, uh, um, the deal to get on. So I'm sending him that right now. Oh, good. He's and, yeah. So hopefully. Good. And okay. Undo and, and thank God, you know, and then, of course, the other subject that's that's huge on everybody's mind, and this is what's great about living in the 21st century, and this is uh, Gay Pride Month. Yes. And this is something that is worldwide. It's not just in the U.S. It's uh, everywhere. And, uh, yeah. Now, you said it appropriately that uh, it, it would be kind of weird that we were linking UFOs to gay pride. but <laughs> Yeah, you know, we should make that clear. They're, these are two different subjects and by, by no means meant to be related. Exactly. Well, you know, I'm, I'm interested to know that um, because you had a symbol that you put up and I had to go look it up to see what it was. Oh, ally. Yes. I am a LTGB ally, which means I, I fully support people's right to live and choose their own lives and love the people that they want and uh, fulfill themselves on a daily basis. Speaking of being fulfilled, Matthew, were you abducted by aliens? 
Yes, I was. You're not going to believe what happened. Oh, no. <laughs> Kayla, I lost that script. What am I supposed to say? <laughs> That's all you, honey. All you. Okay, they, they won't suspect. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we're, we're going to talk about aliens today. And, and uh, because it's, you know, I, I was reading a report this morning, guys and gals, that uh, um, the, the number of news reports that are coming out is kind of like the early days of the pandemic. That it was uh, coming out by little bit by little bit, and then then it started to cascade out and stuff. They're they're talking they're talking about now today. I read that there's a possibility that uh, that uh, UFOs shut down our nuclear capabilities. Did you guys hear this one? No, I didn't hear that. Matthew's shaking and nodding his head appropriately. Did did you hear that, man? Back in the seventies. Newsweek magazine and some others over United States missile silo, Red China and Russia, they showed a triangular formation of three UFOs that used a laser beam to connect one another to form a triangle, and then it spread out like an octopus arm around the general area over these missile silos. And this was well-written pictures because I believe Red China and Russia their silos were in the middle of big cities. But it was that way for a few hours. You could only get a buzz if you turned on a radio. And it was all said and done. The nuclear arms were dismantled. But here, the world was watching that. That's back in the 70s. Then they went quickly, hush, hush. There's always been reports like that over silos. Yeah, and uh, it's it's very interesting that uh, that would be a that that's a problem, um, but uh, that's just just another one of the reports, just another one of the reports. So so let's get let's get down to it. Uh, Eric, do you think there's a chance that this is true, or is it just a like another conspiracy theory? I, I would uh, I would put faith in that it's true. I, I would put faith that at some point uh, we've been visited and they're keeping an eye on us for our own damn good. That could be Kayla. What do you think? Oh, they've been here for a long time. And Matthew? I agree. Well, one of us has to disagree or we won't have a show. <laughs> that leaves you, man. <laughs> well, let's just say that I, I, I think that you can go way, way, way down the rabbit hole if you're not careful uh, with this with this information. We were talking on Monday uh, with uh, Regan and uh, and and you can go listen to that. It's near the end of it, and they were talking about uh, uh, a gentleman that swears that there are three civilizations living on Mars, and that we are, have been in armed conflict with them for years and years and years um and so it's a war that nobody knows about and apparently nobody i i, I don't know but I, I think you can go way way too far with with some of the ideas but then on the other hand anything's possible i suppose huh yeah absolutely absolutely i think if there was a war in the way that uh, we think of things blowing up and assets being uh, taken away and people dying we'd probably know about it um, it might explain why portions of the population disappear, but there isn't enough of that for t somebody to hold a war that 
you know, we would think of as a conventional war. Um, I wouldn't be, I would support Kayla's idea that they've been here forever in the way that uh, I think we've been genetically engineered. I don't think we're natural to this planet. I look at the behavioral patterns of other species and we're the ones that are pository to the planet, not the other ones. And you look at the traditional tribes and, and like the ones in the Amazons, the ones we've talked about before, ones in Africa uh, that are still living in the traditional ways. They don't even conceive of an economy that is destructive to the planet. Right. Well, they live, they live in harmony with the planet. Exactly. And they revere that as a spirit, as the mother. So, you know, whatever we are, I, I don't consider us natural to this planet. Well, I, I tend to agree. And, you know, we could end up understanding a lot more about things like Stonehenge, uh, the pyramids, uh, other, uh, you know, uh, the, the, the Sphinx, other things that, that we to, even today don't really know how they were built um, and how concise and precise the uh, everything was when they were put together. Matthew? There is a fascinating documentary in regards to what Eric was saying, how man is not indigenous to this planet and how we keep coming here being something that has to battle, wear clothing, catches these obscure diseases, trying to survive, and the animals have a consistency. They're doing just fine. But it was just amazing how they took it apart and one scientific excuse, reason after another, that, hey, we're not from here. We can't quite adapt perfectly either. Well, <laughs> Eric, go ahead, turn it on. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> Well, See? You, See? you look at our you look you look at our closest primate brothers that are what 99 genetically uh, copies of us. Yeah, is not an accurate figure. They have everything they need, and they use tools. They use the subtle. They use uh, rocks and they use uh, sticks. Uh, they even fish. They even do a certain amount of farming. Mm -hmm. They have everything they need to get by in this world and they've done so forever and their evolutionary process is so much slower than ours like last time i think we discussed the neanderthals and how they they had the same tools for a hundred thousand years yep now in my mind and i'm not an anthropologist but in my in my mind that speaks to their spiritual aspects of being happy with their place in the universe right yep because they live side by side with humans. And, you know, word is that we bred them out, right? Because, yeah. let's face it, humans will breed with anything. That's why we have glory holes. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so well, we'll leave that to somebody's imagination. Uh, although I do, I do have to say, this is just a, a totally um, a total aside. But I was listening to the radio yesterday, and they were talking about two different games. One game was, I forget what it was called, but it was a, a chasing something around. And the other one they called cornholing. And I, I can't imagine. Now, this is, this, are you familiar with, see, the term you know, that I'm used to with cornholing is a completely different thing than <laughs> Eric. Are we talking something about glory holes? 
<laughs> you just made me go down that rabbit hole. I'm sorry. Um, so, but in any event, so Matt, I wanted to ask you. It's <laughs> getting back on topic. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to ask you. Do you think that uh, it could possibly be another uh, country that has, has developed the technology, or is that is the technology way beyond what any other country can do? From all the documentaries I've watched, when we've had our Area 51 Rockwell incidences where something superior crashed, it was for us to reverse engineer so we could speed up our technology. So when we crossed that line, I would say that that was something we taught from whoever sent it down here to begin with, but it's not originally ours. Uh, there is a film of Adolf Hitler and of Churchill and Roosevelt each taking time up in Antarctica because supposedly there is a lot of alien base up there during the war and they were seeing firsthand advanced life forms not from here and supposedly the Germans who invented the rocket the idea came from that huh <laughs> yes yes Eric <laughs> if it's not us with the uh, the budget in the military that equals what is it? Twelve countries behind us combined. Yep. Still have you know spend less on their military budget than we do. Then there isn't anybody out there that has the budget capacity to do what we can't do, and what we have to reverse engineer to figure out what's going on. So I just I refuse to accept that. Uh, Whatever it is out there is by another country uh, on this planet. It just can't be. Now, Kayla, you also are um, um, a, a psychic person, and uh, um, what what does that what does that tell you on that side of it? <clears throat> they've been they've been here for a really long time. I think um, if you go back based on the Egyptian things that you watch and in the pyramids. They have the symbols in the markings that have came from them. Where'd these symbols come from? They came from somewhere. Where is our technology coming from? It came from somewhere. It didn't come from this world. It, it's been so advanced that it's been around for so long. We're just now trying to get caught up with it. Is what I, we're like the Jetsons, you know? So, so I guess... Yeah. <laughs> so I guess if they've been here forever and they've been watching us forever, they must be malevolent and they must be looking out after us and not wanting to uh, be destructive for us. What are you thoughts? Anyone? I don't so, feel they can harm us. I think they did a, a long time ago, you know, but the, to my understanding, they used to take cows further things and when they broke that treaty and started taking people they are no longer allowed to take any new people they have to continue taking the cows a treaty with already the people they've already taken please stop uh, uh, matt in 1976 77 it was all over the newspapers that one winter there's a whole barrage of UFO sightings that came from the Pacific Ocean, went through Oregon, part of Idaho and Washington. This is the winter time. 
and many, many cows were found in the snow that had a perfect circle around them, and the blood was taken out, and some of them had had sophisticated surgery that took components from their ears out, among other things, that was beyond the technology we had. But there were hundreds of cows, hundreds of reports, pictures, front page news, right around the time when those UFOs formed a triangle laser pattern over the missile silos. Eric? And, and then it went away. Then they stopped talking about it. Yeah. Eric? Well, if there was a treaty and they broke their treaty, uh, and they meant to do us harm, they would have done it long ago. Mm -hmm. And I, th I think we'd be aware that they're doing us harm. I think they're simply observing. And I think this uh, report is brought on by a matter because they don't have a choice now. Since everybody in the, what, what is it, how many, 8 billion uh, phone phones in the world now, smartphones? Is that is that the correct number, 8 billion? I read that. I don't know. I know there are close to 8 billion people. So there, I'm sure there are pockets that there aren't. But there are there, lots of phones everywhere. There, There's phones. There are billions of phones out there with the capability of uploading live action shots. I could, I could turn on my live stream now and record this show that you're recording. Anybody that's going to the grocery store can film themselves going to the grocery store and picking up uh, Hot Pockets. So if there was something going on, we'd be fully aware of it. It's just a matter of, you know, no matter how many people would be scared and not to think to turn on their phone, there are that many people that would remember to turn on their phone. So these people, these uh, creatures that have the capability of breaking a contract with uh, whatever uh, entity that's in charge of this world to don't take people anymore. Uh, finish up on the cows, and then then we'll throw you some homeless people. Um, and they break that contract. Who's policing this? We don't have power over these uh, creatures. They can do anything they want to us. There is no organization that I believe that can control the alien to say, no, don't do that again, or we're going to retaliate. We'll, we'll pee on your electronics if you do that again. Exactly. Matt? From all the documentaries, the books, uh, lectures I've attended, we are an experiment here, that they are monitoring, watching us grow, and every so often they guide us. Now, supposedly, and I mentioned this on the last show, that Dwight Eisenhower, among other presidents, had a physical one-on-one -on -one contact with the so-called alien who greatly looked like a human who they would sit down and talk with. And I have a picture of him. i got to dig it up. And then we have what happened in Chehalis, Washington in 1947, a guy flying from Yakima to Chehalis, and that was the day, well, that's an unidentified flying object. That was the day the word UFO was officially created, and for that point forward, they started keeping record. In regards to records, in March 1st, 1639, <clears throat> at Massachusetts Bay Colony, John Winthrop gave the first official report of a UFO, he and others saw it, and he vows that nobody was drunk. These were all honest men. And then in the nearby town of Charleston, they had the same reports at the same time. And it was the light objects 
going fast, moving around, hanging around for a few hours, and then flew off and dissipated. But the, many recorded that. March 1st, 1639, Massachusetts. Now, I question the fact that they weren't drinking because in, <laughs> in those days, that's all they did was drink. But in, in, those, in their, those days, they had a much higher tolerance, I would imagine, because they, that's what they did. They drank. And, is, and they didn't so, have to drive. That's, <laughs> yeah, they just had to not fall off the horse. That's right. George Washington had a comparable report. Really? George Washington? Yes, he did. There's documentaries on that. He said that when they were going down a river, I'm not sure if it was the Potomac or not, that they saw something come out of the water and fly above it and take off and come back. And he and several others wrote about it and then reported that. So that stuff, well, after the pyramids and way before our time, it's there too. See, George Washington doesn't lie. They've been no, hiding this, though, throughout all presidencies, though. This has been tucked under and kept secret forever. <clears throat> right. Even Trump has chimed in on aliens. Oh, because he, he, he knows it's been hidden. He, he just thinks the universe deserves to know about it. Yeah. The, hey, this is real. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and if there was a president that was going to talk, it would be Trump. Yep, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Jackie Gleason had a close friendship with Richard Nixon. And Richard Nixon, even though it was taboo, he tipped his hand a little bit, having a great interest in this topic. After Jackie Gleason's death, his wife sat down and said, look, Richard Nixon came by, drove him to Cape Canaveral. When he came home, he wouldn't talk for days. And he finally said he was taken into the room after, like, get smart, all these bolted rooms, one after another, that last door. And he saw the aliens that were dissected, the ones that were in a solution, a wide variety, not just one or two of them. But Nixon showed him what he was talking about. These are the aliens that we got from crash sites and so forth. Interesting. Well, you would think with, with as much uh, technology as they had, they wouldn't crash. Eric? Yeah, you know, it's inevitable that uh, eventually we pick up a body or two. And what's surprising about that, because how inefficient is it to send something across the universe that would hold physical bodies, sustain them through the travel? We, you know, conceive that as inefficient. We would simply send a robot. In fact, we send robots out. We sent a robot out in Mars. We sent a robot out into the universe. Take pictures of this so we understand it better. This is either how far advanced that they are or how important it is that they keep an eye on us. Now, here's another perspective. If they're in physical proximity where we have bodies and we have, you know, crash sites and we're storing bodies and there might be somebody walking around in the Pentagon and, uh, you know, talking to different governments and helping keep an eye on us and hoping at some point that our civilization advances, advances to a certain point where they can have an intelligent conversation about what goes on into the rest of the universe. Here's something that we have to think about. Because 50 years ago, 60 years ago, when you bought a car, you bought a, a manual 
that told you everything about how to repair your car. Every six months, take off the head gasket, change the oil. This is the, the, the order of items that you remove and so forth. Now when you get that owner's manual, in that owner's manual somewhere, it'll tell you, don't drink the fluid out of the battery. <laughs> so I ask you, have we advanced and we kept up with the technology that we're using? Or if we not kept up with the technology that we're using? So is our oversight winning or losing? I don't know, Matthew. What do you think? I have a question for the panel and for anybody who wants to call in. There's an awful lot of talk theory are aliens amongst us. Okay. Feedback. Who has to say anything about that? Yes. You can't they, just walk, they, walk, they walk among us just like we walk among ourselves every day. They're disguised. They look just like us. They can disguise themselves to look just like us. They, there could be one sitting right next to you as you're eating lunch somewhere and you don't even know. Are, are they our uh, um, um, DNA blood brothers and we came from the same place and so we're considered kind of cousins and they're looking out after their stupid little cousins? Matthew? One of my documentaries in the 70s in, in Los Angeles, there was a guy who looked like 1970s, like you would expect to see at a construction site or a rock concert, just a run-of-the-mill American male. He was dead in a car. They found out that his ID was fake. He had ID, but it didn't trace anywhere. His blood type was different. He had no fingerprints. And even though from across the street, you know, he's just one of us, his body apparently could not survive here, our atmosphere. And where did he come from? Uh, he's not from here he's not from one of us hmm. eric what do you think well i think it's entirely possible you know uh, there's a reason why disneyland is popular with us disneyland disney world uh, because we like to go somewhere and have a fantasy there, there's a reason why we have exotic travel excursions to africa to look at these uh original Uh-oh, everybody else still moving? He's He's been frozen by a laser. The cold of silence got him. <laughs> yeah. There you go. So why not go to Earth and hang out with the monkeys? Yeah, well, so you're saying we're a, we're a tourist trap destination point. Well, we could be. You know, I, I still think if they're out there, uh, keeping an eye on us. Um, it's best that we don't know about it. Not yet. I don't think we're ready. I don't think we can conceive it. Uh, not as a general population. But I, I'm not. Uh, I'm not going to commit to anything as factual yet. Matt, does anybody here have anything to say about the statues they see on Easter Island and other places? Oh. Oh yeah. They don't know how in the hell that happened. That's 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 one of those things. And the other one is when uh you see in fields in Peru and in Mexico and other places you see um um 
shapes and pictures that you could only see from the air and and they, they were they were done hundreds of years ago and nobody could nobody was flying around that we knew hundreds of years ago um so that that's you know there's there's lots of ev there's lots of circumstantial evidence that says that uh, we didn't do everything that that we see it's like stonehenge and and easter island and and there are there are pyramids in south america there are pyramids in mexico uh there are pyramids in obviously egypt we and we don't know how they got there who developed the technology to do all that and some and of them go ahead no go ahead well, I was just going to say some of them are, if you line them up, they are geographically aligned like, like a flight path would be or, or other things like that. So they can, they can put all that together, and yet our government says, well, hell, I don't know. It could be, but I don't, I don't know. We haven't got no evidence for or against. And so and this report that's coming out on the 25th, it's been leaked a lot that they're going to, that's exactly what they're going to say. Uh, I don't know. Could be, maybe, I don't know. Yeah. Matt? They claim that when they reverse engineered what they found at Roswell, New Mexico, that's what introduced the concept of a transistor, that it came from what we discovered at that wreck site. Well, that could be too. That could be too. Well, and, and the things have advanced so much that, that, you know, we're all sitting here, I pay in uh, 2003 or 2002, I paid $3,500 for a computer that can't do what this can do. So we, we have advanced uh, a great degree. I'm, I'm concerned that as uh, people, we have not advanced as much as our technology has advanced. And I think that's probably what they're worried about. Eric, what do you think? Oh, I think that's that's hitting it on the head, Kevin. Like like I said, in those car owners' manuals, you know, it's a funny comment, but it's absolutely true, because there are people out there that will drink battery acid. <laughs> you know, yeah, oh, this is terrible. This hurts, and they they swallow more. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, I, we're stupid. <clears throat> you know, we're we're stupid. There's there's not very many of us that can build a car. It took me. I I'll confess, man. I spent. 25 minutes trying to change the tail light on my stupid Fiat. <laughs> I know. It's, Before it's, the show, I was almost late. I it's confess. a challenge. It's a challenge. It's not as easy as my 96 F-150. I'll give you that. But it took me 25 minutes to do so, to change a light bulb. How many Eric's does it take model. to change a light bulb? Huh? It's an older <laughs> model vehicle. That's right. <laughs> That's right. You know, it, you unscrew to the left and tighten to the right in a 96. In a Fiat, oh, you need an Allen wrench of one size, a, a Phillips screw on another size, and then you got to toggle the bulb in one way, and you got to see that all of the Allen wrench comes out because otherwise you got to break them off, which I did because not one of them, because one of them didn't come out. Didn't matter. But anyway. And heaven help you mind. if your check engine light comes on. <sighs> Which is nice about an electric electric vehicle. Oh, they don't have a check engine light. No, they've got obnoxious, you know, computer lights, but no engine, you know, no engine light. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, um, it's, so it's it's all very interesting. Where do you think, if you had to guess, 
Kayla May, I'm going to have you put on your prognosticating hat. If you had to guess what's going to happen in the near future with all these sightings and uh, are they are they going to show up or are they just tantalizing us? The world's not ready. We're not ready as people. Just like we're not ready to see Bigfoot. This is why they took Tesla's work way back then when he made a UFO. They The government took his paperwork. So what does that have to say? We're not ready for it. We're not ready for that advanced technology. No, we'd kill each other. Uh-huh. We, we would absolutely kill each other. I, was, I, I had to laugh. And this is, again, off topic, but you know how I am. I just keep going. Anyway, there was a gentleman talking about the Second Amendment, and he was worried that the, they were going to take our, his gun away. And um, I read a report that there are 390 million guns in the United States. 390 million guns. Hi would be curious to know how he thinks the government, the government can't hardly get your check out on time. How are they going to be able to take 390 million guns from, from the citizenry? Um, so and that's, you know, that, that's not going to happen. So we're, but so we're still not in a place where we've got more guns. Eric was talking about, uh, um, the military spends more money than the top like 12 or 13 countries combined. We have more guns than the top 25 countries combined. <laughs> that, and they spend a lot of time hanging around our airway. I think they're watching us to make sure that we don't do anything stupid because we're like too late. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I, 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 this is what I think. You guys tell me if you agree to disagree. I think that they get here via a wormhole from where they are. They've discovered the, the way to travel past, well past the speed of light uh, through these wormholes that are natural phenomenon. They've just discovered them. And that they live in the ocean. And they've got their actual cities. So 95% of the ocean is not explored. And they can travel in space in a negative environment, or a, a weightless environment, and they can travel underneath the sea and I, I so I, I think that that's that's where they a lot of them are uh, Kayla's nodding her head so I guess I'm close and no I that uh, that's what I feel like that's my personal opinion is that they're they're underneath in in the ocean look at all the new species that are coming up that look just completely out of this world and there's over thousands of them that are just now coming up to the surface that we've never seen before. So a part of me feels like, yes, they're, they're down there. They're under there, just like how they think Sasquatch is and has all these underground places and stuff, but they're also up there. They're from there. And I also think Bigfoot's from up there too, and came down on a ship as well, but that's another thing. Well, Bigfoot could be a pet. <clears throat> yeah, maybe. I who knows, uh, but uh, you know, I, I I don't know. So Eric, what's your your hypothesis about Bigfoot being a pet? No, <laughs> I'd rather have a pit bull, <laughs> or maybe or maybe a Siberian tiger, yes. over a Bigfoot. Oh, I've got to tell you, yes. The interview that I'm having after this one is a lady who's written a novel, and uh, it's called. Oh, well, keep talking. I'll get the name of it here in just a second. A B C D E F G. 
<laughs> Come on, keep talking, children. <laughs> now, we're, now we can't think of things to say. Our host just left. No, <laughs> I'm just. <laughs> Are you guys dependent I, upon me to to well, keep when, this? When you guys when you guys say down from I. I would think Bigfoot would be interdimensional species, and I think that's what aliens really are rather than traveling from distance. I think they're interdimensional, and distance is really a, a different dimension rather than, oh, you know, uh, Pisirius or some other uh, planet. Yes. Okay, speaking speaking of of uh, tigers like you just were, uh, the gal who's going to be on at three o'clock has written it's a it's a spiritual suspense thriller and it's called Tigers Love Bubble Baths and Obsession Perfume. Who knew? Uh, yeah, who knew? Who tried that? <laughs> Apparently, uh, it's in it's in her book. Wow. And, and stuff. So, so, but the, she's, it's, it's an award winning book and it was a number one seller. So, it's, fascinating, uh, man. yeah. So, so she's going to be on at three. Very right, cool. right, kind of, sort of after this one. Very um, cool. Yeah. So, in any event, um, Matt, what do you think? What you said about that they could be here. I've always had a fascination with haunted reports because I lived in a few places where I've seen it. And then there are people that say, well, wait a minute, <clears throat> maybe this is affiliated with that alien stuff. Well, I'm on this side of the fence, so I don't know if it's left or right. Years ago, when I was at a place that I had, that I had to sign papers by the realtor that I'd been informed it was haunted, everything seemed fine. And then one summer day, we, we had the door open with the screen door closed. We heard these loud footprints coming up the walkway, and we're inside the living room, and something grab the door mechanism. You know, when you got to push it with your thumb, those screen doors, it kept fighting and flexing it the way I had to open it. And then it popped it open. And so now it's going against the spring and coral and did kind of a jitterbug loud dancing thing. And I looked at it and I, we didn't see a silhouette. We just saw the door and everything and heard the footprints. And who was with me? I said, well, that kind of firms what they told me. Well, years later, somebody said, no, no, that might have been an alien. You know, it might. Well, I don't know. Whatever it was, I couldn't see it, but I saw what it did. Uh, is it one side of the fence or the other? Or do they kind of have a mix? What's going on here? Wow. Well, I have a couple of things to say about that. First thing is, that was some realtor of she before you bought the house said it's haunted. The I owner sat me down and explained it to me. They walked me around the place showed me what happens, and they said, now, do you still want to buy it? And I go, oh, yeah, now I really want to buy it. Never saw anything except that one time just before I moved out of it. Dang, so then I, I got a question for the three of you, as bright people that you are, uh, because, you know, we tend to think of things in a straightforward manner. Uh, you go to heaven, you go to hell, and it's easy, and, and you're going to spend your life on a cloud doing doing nothing after after you die and all of that. And, that and, and all these conspiracy theories don't mean anything. Is this place that we live, Kayla, I'll start with you. Is this place that we live in a dimension that we inhabit a hell of a lot more complicated than we think it is? Can I be skipped for a minute? <laughs> I gotta comprehend and sync this all in for a second. Can I start? Okay, she's gonna pass. Eric, what do you think? Can can we uh, 
Wow, that that is a loaded question, man, with a lot of uh, directions. Um, I think that is a, a huge, a huge door opening for why reincarnation exists. Aha, uh -huh. and and um, why I believe it exists, and and I think it is also a reason why we we have a certain amount of input on what we what life that we end up with. I don't know if we get to physically choose. Yeah, I'll take those parents there. And I think we, you know, I don't know how far it goes. I'd like to be an American in the 21st century. I don't know if we get to choose it in that way or if we get a highlight of lessons that are laid out there for us to have the opportunity to learn. I think it's more in that direction than anything specific. And I think there is something about uh, groups of souls traveling together. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that is a good explanation of that. And what happens outside of that realm, um, I do believe that souls do come into different spheres of existence. I think it is totally possible for a soul to travel and experience for generations what it's like to be an earth uh, creature and then go off to, uh, you know, Venus and, and know what it's like to be a Venus cult creature for several generations and then sit back and, you know, chat with whoever's involved and say, huh, it's kind of fun. You know, I think uh, something like that. What if I were to tell you that, okay, go ahead, Matt, because mine's going to take a minute. We're always told that if we knew what was hidden from us, that there'd be pandemonium riots that we wouldn't be able to handle it. And so I think you're opening up something there beyond us. Uh, the alien stuff, I, it's like, how would I put it? They're finding a hard way to prepare us for what we're going to be told. But what the original question you had, Kevin, yes, I think we're greatly blind and have no idea how complicated, complex, what is going on, how meaningless and peon we are as human beings. We're just a little grain of sand. We don't know the big picture, but we're a little part of it. Well, we are empty and meaningless until we fill ourselves up with whatever we'd like and decide what meaning we're going to have. That's, that's, that's my philosophy anyway. But I would tell you that what if, picture this, Eric, because I agree with you. But picture this. On the other side, the, the vibrational level is so high that uh, you can't see the other side. Our, our eyesight doesn't allow it, and we don't allow it. But on the other side are literally billions of souls. And these souls all are working in conjunction with each other to achieve what each individual soul wants to learn and achieve through their lifetimes. And they get support from literally hundreds and thousands of souls that are there to make sure that the planets run efficiently and that they're, they're Mother Nature. They are working with aliens. They're working with other, um, teaching us how to survive in other environments. Like you could, there could be bird people. There could be fish people that have an intelligence to them, and they live on other planets because that's the nature of what that planet is. Um, and But it's all done through the source 
and it's not a matter of of different figments or different factions and and different folks that are fighting each other and and there's a good and there's evil and all that stuff no it's very harmonious it's all filled with love and you get to on the other side do exactly what it is that you want to do and yes you do pick your parents um because you need to learn they're going to provide you with things in their life in through or in your life through them that are going to teach you what you want to know in this lifetime okay who thinks that i'm about to be committed there are guys in my front door Mm -mm. (laughs) um i've got a question have you guys it's a kid movie but my son got me to watch this and it's called soul and he he looked at me and he goes mama and he goes this is how i think souls are are based on i think this is where we come from so I sat down and I watched this movie Soul with my son and it was everything that you just explained Kevin and then some. Yes. That's that animated one by Pixar? Mm-hmm. Pixar? Yeah. Okay. yeah. I haven't seen it. It yet. is the cutest movie ever. If you want a good laugh, go ahead and watch it. And a tear too because okay. I probably cried. Okay. <laughs> okay, because I I honestly think that this is not as evil and as desperate a place as we make it out to be uh, because everything here is temporal. Uh, your body is going to decompose and die. And at that point, it's like, it's like your uh, F-150. When you're done driving your F-150, you're not going to give a damn where it goes. Don't you're done say driving. that. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm willing that to Smithsonian. I love <laughs> you know, my F-150, you? yeah. Well, then you are, you are definitely a truck guy. My son's a truck guy, too. Is he? Uh, but I, I had my first car was it to him. my first car was a Plymouth Fury three, um, oh. and with a three eighty three engine in it, nice. and I sold it to a guy. He he got into an accident with it. Still, the engine wouldn't shut off. But I don't care where that car was. And when I had it, it was important for me to have. But after that, that that's and that's how our bodies are. Once we're done with them, we're done with them. We go on. We're doing other stuff. We go back to the other side. Uh, my my dad, who loved to play golf is up there playing golf with his friends because that's what he chooses to do. Then eventually he's going to, they're going to say, you know, don't you think that you've played enough and that you ought to go back and do some work. And then, and then he'll pick his parents and he'll pick the life and he'll pick his body. And then he'll come back here or somewhere else. And it can be as a uh, civilization that is more complex or less complex i think that we have gotten a lot more complex in the last hundred years you know why technology no indoor plumbing <laughs> indoor plumbing indoor plumbing that's why we have seven billion people on the planet and it and that's which is more people living today than have ever lived through the history of mankind because of hygiene yeah, because of, because of indoor plumbing. Hell yes. Who wants to go outside in Minnesota to, to, to go use the White House in January? Huh. <laughs> I do believe he thinks I'm serious. Oh. <laughs> well, you could be. You could be. <laughs> no, that, that's 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 true. Uh, so, so Kayla, is that is that kind of uh, your understanding? Yes. Minor. I just I I feel like right here, right now, and what presents itself in front of us every day is a blessing. 
it just depends on how we look at it. It could be hell. It could be a nightmare. If you want to live with anger and fear and anxiety and depression and all this. But if you look at things on the bright side, it's sun shining out right now. You've got flowers in full bloom. You've got green grass, green trees. So in my perspective, I look at the world as we are living in a magical place right now. And when we leave our souls, it, we're even in uh, even more of a magical place and doing bigger and better things and, and coming back another person. So there's a lot to go about. Exactly. Uh, Matt, you've suddenly gone uh, nuclear silent. I found one of those pictures I was talking about. And again, it's a picture on the internet, so is it or isn't it? But here, if we could see him, see that guy? Oh, is that the dead man? No, this is the one that would go to the Eisenhower. Oh. Uh, they would send their guy out. He kind and, of looks like Matt. Yeah. <laughs> he does. <laughs> but supposedly, and again, this is on the internet, so number Same one. Haircut. Yep. Or is it not? But supposedly he represented life out there and he coordinated with our government to give a talk and they'd pick him up in some neighborhood. He said he would be, there's this regular guy that looks odd. They get him in the car, take him to the White House. They're familiar with who he is. He's been making contact. And basically the belief is he was talking about that we were getting ahead of ourselves and nuclear weapons and stuff. So... That's what I was referring to. I've seen documentaries on them, read articles. That's a picture I was talking about. Now, did somebody just put it out there or do we got a security leak somewhere? Which way does it go? Matt, I got a question for you. Do you have any pictures of you as a younger man? Yes, I do. Are you Can sure? We see those? Can we see those? Can we, we need verification and proof. You know the old pictures where you have to hold up and let the light come through to see the imprint? Uh -huh. Negative. We a, yes, we got a picture of my dad's father through one of those things, and then my dad and myself, all at age seven, we look identical. Wow. Huh? Are you? Yeah. Are, were you a clone of your dad? Do you think? No, he had an IQ off the charts. He was an Ivy League or all. I went to Washington State. What does that tell you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're responsible for the cows being butchered and drinking a lot of alcohol. <laughs> um, yeah, well, it, that's, it does come with the territory over there. There ain't nothing back, else to do. Back there. in those days, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yes, indeed. Are you sure that we can? I next time you come on, I want a younger picture of you because I I think that you look the same over the last yeah. few years. Yeah, and I'd like a timestamp of, of of you and and the picture of the guy you just showed us, and, and I'd like to see that they're in different places at the same time. <laughs> Yes, indeed. These shows I've watched of people who claim they were abducted, the ones that seem to be kind of legitimate, they might have something here. They said all of them had green eyes, the same rare blood type. They were all actually genetically re related somehow. And so they had things in common, which is kind of painting the picture that specific ones they're watching through the years. <coughs> supposedly which is interesting because why them you know there's got to be a reason why they're watching them maybe it's their green eyes that they are uh, um 
they really are not from here. Where and, they placed here and they're watching them grow, like when they tag a fish and oh, see where it travels. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm guessing. That makes sense, sure. So how come, have we really been keeping eye, we, we talk about the ocean and them living in the ocean, and Kayla's pointed out how many creatures have, have come out of the ocean. Now, octopus have shown to be the most complex creature that there is as far as a measure of intelligence. Yes, ma'am. The octopus, they say, because I did research on that recently, they say it's not indigenous. It's not from here. Really? They say the octopus does not come from squid or anything. It has no family line. It was simply here when life was going on. There's, there's a movie on Netflix. It's just an incredible movie. Did you see that? Uh, yeah, Eric? yeah, I did. I did. Boy, you just, know, just, just, a, just, just, just a sec. Just, just mm -hmm. the photography of of him going through the underwater. Uh, um, uh, what were they? Vine fields or 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 what? What? It looked like trees that were underwater and stuff. Um, I can't remember. Do you, do you remember the Eric? Kelp, the kelp forest. Yes, the kelp forest. Yeah, that was incredible. It was and, just astounding, and this this uh, um, octopus and this man actually became friends, which is significant. Now it's significant because if you guys probably have noticed that animals treat us differently than they do other animals, right? Generally speaking, and it's not always out of fear. There's something that they know about us. Which has to be, which has to suggest that they're in the know when they use their intelligence to make a determination about us. You know, one of the significant scenes in that movie was the octopus was touching him. And as you guys know, they gather a lot of information from their suckers. Each of those suckers have their own thinking and thought process that uh, is part of their overall brain, right? Their sensory conductors are, are off the charts compared to ours. What they bring in in, in a moment is, is huge. And dolphins treat us differently. Whales treat us differently. Uh, any animal that we encounter, they know who we are. And they regard us as something different. And it's not always out of fear. They're not running from us because of guns. Though sometimes they probably are. But they also make attempts sometimes to help us. Like there's lots of stories of people swimming in the ocean and whales coming to protect, protect us. Or dolphins. After centuries of us hunting their species to uh, where they're gone. Why would they do that? They must have some vested interest. Maybe it's as simple as, let the aliens mess with them because if the aliens stop messing with them, they're going to come for us or, you know, or there might be something good hearted about it. Like these poor souls have lost their way. We have to look out for them. Matt. Now an octopus, as we know, you cut off a part of its arm, it'll grow back. And so that's a feature. Does anything else on the planet do that? Like crustaceans, will a crab do that? Yes. Okay, well, there's a gap there that's pretty superior. That's right. Well, and actually, in that film, <laughs> that, that documentary that I watched, 
the the octopus did lose a tentacle an arm to a shark and 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 his, his arm grew back over time it, it was pretty incredible pretty incredible and that's the and i got another question for you guys talking about animals and the and their and how does a salmon uh get born in a particular place leave for five years and then come back and know to come to, back to that same place to have uh to lay its eggs how, how, how does that happen i'd sure like to ask them where my keys are <laughs> <laughs> You know, <laughs> I lost those last week and, you know, barely a savage career where to go after not seeing it for five years. Got a better memory than me. <laughs> so, Matt, you have any idea? You, you... I know what you're talking about. It's so simple, but it's superior and it's it's beyond us. We couldn't do it. As no. a human, there's no way that we, that we could be born in a place and go across the country for five years and then come back and be able to find out where it was. We wouldn't even remember it. Turtles do the same thing. That's true. Mm -hmm. That's Birds true. do it. They go to certain locations and mate and, and leave again and come back over the years. Homing pigeons. Oh, good point. Good point. So, <laughs> so there's so many aspects of the animal kingdom that we... We can't even fathom what's what's going on. And are they indigenous here? Um, were they planted here? Are they uh, by genetic design? That uh, the designers of the planet did they design these things based to be here, based upon the um, the the atmosphere and the the water that we are here? Are they all designed to do that, or is that through ev evolution that is controlled by? Um, the source or people that are that are keeping uh, working with evolution as a matter of fact that's the only cat that i know of that actually likes you I mean, he, he likes a human being cats generally did, could give a shit oh man i'll tell you i i've had i relate to cats a lot so i've always had cats that are interactive with me they follow me around i used to have a cat that would go for rides with me she would jump in the car and we'd go grocery shopping or you know, if I went somewhere, she'd ride on my shoulders, and she liked to get out and go. I've always had cats that like to hang out. Then, Matt, go ahead. A nun that I used to visit every Sunday. She had Parkinson's. I'd pick her up, get her in my truck, take her for a ride, give her some food to pick on throughout the week. Fascinating woman, Parkinson's, sharp mind. She loved cats, and the floor cat, every night where she stayed, she could hear its paws on the vanolium floor at night. She barely left her door open for that reason. And she could feel it hop on her bed, circle many times while it purred in sleep. One day the cat passed, gone. And then a while later at night, she heard those paws coming down the vanolium floor, sensed it entered her room, felt it hop on her bed, purring, circled many, many times as it did every night and probably still doing. It's interesting because my, my, my father passed away on December 30th of 2004. <clears throat> and my dog that I loved and he, he was a dog person too. And it was a uh, Australian shepherd, Labrador mix, beautiful dog, highly intelligent. He passed on Valentine's day and John Edward, the psychic medium, when he read my sister and me or my sister, for uh, his psychic reading, um, said that my dad had 
that dog with him. Very so cool. dog do go to heaven with us. Matter of fact, there were two dogs. One of them was, I believe, was it was named Susie that was my dad's favorite, and he adopted uh, Crockett when Crockett passed, and because and because he could describe them, and he described uh, so they do have souls, they do have a life beyond this one, and the, which calls into question our uh, meat eating ways and that kind of thing. But that's yeah. that's a, that's, a, that's a thing for another time. Because because I've tried being vegan, it ain't pretty. It doesn't work. You, you can't even buy things that are that are edible that are, that are vegan. You can throw a, a, a loaf of bread through a plate glass window. I shut everybody up with that, didn't I? Nobody follow up to that. It's. Uh... I was recently watching on YouTube this guy that travels the world, and his uh, thing is that he wants to face his fears and and uh, try new things and experience life to the fullest. So he goes on these exotic excursions, and he uh, hooked up with one of the tribes that's living naturally. And their whole life is built around hunting. That's what they do. They hunt. So in one morning at 9 o'clock, they had caught a bat. They had caught some kind of uh, bird and her eggs, a couple of eggs, and they caught a uh, some sort of African deer. I forget what it was, a little baby deer. And they held this deer down and uh, bit its ear so it would scream for its mom, who never came. So the hunter that uh, had this deer pinned, after the mom didn't come, after a certain amount of you know prompting, um, bit this fawn's neck until it passed. Bit its neck. It's, uh, you know, jungler. Yeah. And, you know, it killed the deer that way. That That's as raw and, uh, and uh, that's as raw as it gets. Have, have, I just, just had a thought about this. Have you guys ever noticed that when a lion is going after an antelope or something like that. The antelope kind of, when, when it's when it's been taken down by the lion, tends to give up. They don't seem to fight as much. They tend to give up and uh, and just let it go. And so they have a whole different attitude about life and death than we do. You know, I think you're right because I have seen I have seen videos like that. Where they just succumb at some point, and maybe that's common sense, you know. Because what are you going to do when you're in the jaws of a lion? It's going to hurt more if they don't let if you just don't let them kill you. So I, you know, I don't. It's sort of horrid, but it's also part of that accepting yourself as part of nature. That might be the horrible part, the the biggest fear that humans have is accepting our place in nature that we spend our whole lives trying to get away from. You know, we brush our teeth, we wash our hands, uh, we use uh, indoor plumbing, we, we go to the refrigerator to pour ourselves a cool glass of water, we use milk that's been pasteurized. We do all this stuff that's been absolutely removed from nature and that's how we start our day before we get in our car turn on the ignition and drive to work on something that has nothing to do 
with buying the jugular vein of a baby deer so that we can eat and feed our family. Exactly. And, and some of us have a refrigerator full of food, yet they have a cheese sandwich and wheat. <laughs> did you read my Facebook page? <laughs> I did. I did, as a matter of fact. <laughs> I sort of picked up on that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if you guys didn't if you guys didn't see it, he shows a picture of a plate with a cheese sandwich and wheat thins on it. It was a peanut butter jelly and bacon sandwich. <laughs> and you're still alive. <laughs> it's still burping. I thought I was weird eating grilled cheese and jelly, but okay. Oh, grilled cheese and jelly. Mm -hmm. Ooh, that sounds interesting. It's so good. You can't knock it until you try it. You have to try that it. Sounds interesting. I'll have to try that. Yeah, my dad. That sounds completely natural to me. <laughs> it is. Come from Minnesota. <laughs> my my dad. My dad used to eat uh, um, peanut butter sam peanut butter and onion sandwiches, and I think it was because he didn't want my wife, to, his wife, to come near it. <laughs> but that was just, just me. A little secret to a successful marriage. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, honey. You smell I'm like onion. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I, you know, I got to tell you guys these these are some of the most fun conversations uh, that that we have because they are they're lighthearted, they're fun, and we don't mean anything by them, do we? No, no not that I no. know. We, you know, we we certainly don't solve any problems or or you know <laughs> come up with any answers to major questions. We just leave a lot of people out there going, "What are they smoking?" <laughs> We do live in Washington State, so it is legal. So don't bother us. That's right. Um, That's right. Yeah, I was thinking, Eric. I I used to downtown when I was driving my bus. I would see a guy with a cat that was oh, on yeah. his back. Have you seen yeah. him? Yeah, I talked to that guy once. Did you? Because that yeah. that guy and that cat are like inseparable, and that that cat just stays on his shoulder, and they get on the bus, and and the cat doesn't get off and doesn't get scared and, and, and stuff. So they've formed a bond between the human and the cat that is just amazing. Yeah, it is solid, man. That is solid. So what did he have to say for himself? Did you ask him why he was doing that? Um, I did. I said, um, doesn't your cat ever try to run? Does Is it uh, handles, you know, the dogs and stuff? And he had a dog on a leash. And he says, well, the dog looks out for the cat. I don't ever have to worry. And sometimes a cat looks out for the dog. Is that the same guy that you're talking about? Yes, I think so. Yeah, I think sort so. of a younger guy. Yeah, homeless, I believe. Or yeah. close, if not, close to it. Yeah, he's got a pretty good thing happening there as far as, you know, um, a trio. You know, and, and I didn't think originally when I was younger, I didn't think that animals were, especially cats, were that intelligent. But we had two. And uh, one was named Rusty and one was named Groucho. And they would sit by the uh, plate glass, um, uh, the sliding glass door. And one day a cat came through the yard. And uh, the more aggressive of them, was, which is um, um, uh, the whole black one, I opened up the uh, screen door because they were both screaming to get out. And the one cat was tackled by the other cat before he could get to the other cat, if that makes really? sense. Really? So it was like he, he was protecting. He was like, calm down, Rusty. You're not supposed to go out there and hurt this other cat and stuff. So I, that, 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 
they they are so much more intelligent than we give them credit for. Oh yeah, um, Shiva Shiva's pretty sharp in in a lot of ways. She's very interact when we have guests over. Uh, she likes to hang out and you know be part of the conversation, and she knows when uh, I come home. You know she jumps off the bed and runs out and, you know, greets, you know, they have this uh, connection. They know what's happening. And at the same time, when she uses a litter box, she reaches outside the litter box and scrapes litter that does not exist and tries to cover up her little poop. So I give her credit, you know, where she deserves credit, but I also have to point out that she also tries to scrape up uh, non-existent uh, kitty litter. That's, yeah, that's, that's you. you. Yeah. <laughs> she knows I'm talking about it right now. I knew a family where their son had a cat, very affectionate, and unfortunately the son lost his life at a young age. And my buddy and his wife <coughs> would be in a room and they would sense that their son Alan was there. And they'd call the cat and ask, where's Alan? And the cat would kind of like do a little dance and then would walk to one part of the room and kind of leap upwards like it's trying to grab something. Whoa. But the cat was basically, they interpreted that the cat knew and was identifying where their son was because they could just feel the vibes that he was with us. Wow. And their their eyesight has got a bigger spectrum than ours does, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she, she, you know, I've talked about the lady with uh, long hair before that spun my bed and so forth. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She she knows about that that uh, person, and we've also had a cat here. Uh, she knows about that cat, and she just watches. She's left the room a couple of times, but she usually just watches. Now, have you had that lady come back? Uh, she walked through the room, oh, about a week and a half ago, but she didn't. Uh, my direction do you have any idea who it is no well i have a hunch it's the mother of the landlord just a hunch i don't you know i have no why is she messing with the bed kayla amongst other things get your attention <laughs> well, she, got it. It. <laughs> she got it I think it's a great grandma, by the way. I think it's a great grandmother. A great grandma, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's the other thing that next time we need to talk about is psychic abilities. And because Kayla, it's interesting since she started this little podcast of ours, because it, uh, I think, because of the energy that is produced through it, she is getting major, major hits about it and the people that are on it. And uh, sometimes I, she, she wrote down a whole page of information about one of the guests uh, and, and just, just let him know that, well, and it, he thanked her because it was all true. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, that in itself is an unexplainable thing. <laughs> We're connected in ways we don't understand. It's part exactly. of the reason why aliens are probably watching us. Or generating us. Who knows? We Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. 
Eric, way to segue back to the original kind of talk because we were talking about aliens and UFOs and stuff. Um, right. so, so, Matt, what, have you enjoyed this conversation? What do you think? Well, I love it because everybody has a different perspective about it. So you get quite an education because we're on the what if side and we're doing process of elimination and mixing all the popular stories. So I love it. I always leave these places thinking more enlightened, so to say. Kayla? I, I just love it. I like getting everybody's opinions, different aspects. You know, it's it's intriguing to learn and and talk about all these things because a lot of people want to hear it, but yet don't know how to hear it nor express it. So it's intriguing to put it out here. You know, there are aliens. UFOs are real, you know. Well, it's, it's it's interesting because there are people that have been indoctrinated into a particular belief system, be it a religious system or a political system, and they don't they don't accept that there can be more, there can be more out there, and there is just a lot more than we'll ever know until we get there, and then we'll go, well, hell, of course, yeah, the, uh -huh. yeah, aha, I get it now. <laughs> Where's this light bulb, Eric? We need your light bulb. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And uh, so, uh, Eric, what's your opinion about that? I fully support Matt's uh, view on this. <laughs> <laughs> we just was no. We were just asking, what do you, what do you think of all this, and and do you enjoy this conversation? Oh. Absolutely. This was fun. I think we, we certainly covered a lot of ground on it. Um, we do every time. That's, I think, why uh, uh, Paulette, I think that's who's listening. I, th I think she, she listens. Either that, yep, Paulette is listening, or she just turns it off and walks away. One of the two. Kayla, was it, were you waving at her? Did you have Yeah, I was waving at her. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, all of you, uh, it's 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 been fun. Anybody have any last words before we wrap it up? Keep Thank you. Up. This is Thank fun. You. I'm sorry. What? What, Eric? They keep looking up. This is you know. This is fun. This is. Uh, I hope we. I hope they leak. I hope they say more than what they're leaking. I hope they they take a stand and say we don't know what it is. But we know that it's not from here because if it's not us, it couldn't possibly be anybody but us. Right. Right. And, and I, I, if you look at the films that have been done, we, we do not have the technology to be able to do what they, we don't have the body structure to be able to do what they can do. Uh, Cause they, they can, they can take uh, a G force that would kill the average, the normal person. Uh, because they can do a right turn at 16,000 miles per hour. Whew. They've got that documented. So that's G-forces, two, two forces make us go like, go like this? <laughs> exactly. My cousin was telling me about, uh, um, he, he's a pilot, and he was in the Air Force. And um, they when they went through uh, like five or six Gs, they have a suit that they wear that that uh, that um, contracts the extremities and pushes the blood back to the brain because and they have to scream a lot because the brain tends to uh, 
um, lose lose blood and everything rushes to your extremity. And so you pass out. So that's how they kept him from passing out. It's like a full body athletic cup. <laughs> and, yes, indeed. That, that would protect you. So in any event, guys, we, we, I've got another podcast to do and we're going to talk to the lady about uh, a bubble bath and a, and a Bengal tiger. I love it. Good luck. <laughs> Thank you. Well, you're certainly welcome to uh, come back on and and uh, and listen to that if you want to, and uh, everybody else can as well. So, uh, thank you guys, uh, Kayla. Any last words? Love you all, Matt. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Eric. Thanks, guys. It was fun. And we're going to come back, and they'll be here again next week. I promise. And we're going to make them unless unless Matt gets uh, abducted by aliens again. Ooh, Matt. I need your hat. <laughs> My hat? Yeah, I need that. Okay. Remember they said when you're done with it, I'm supposed to have it next. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You got it. Everybody, you have a great afternoon, and thank you for listening. Thanks, we'll be folks. back next Bye. week. Okay. Bye-bye. Hey, and thanks for listening to this episode all the way to the end. Hey, pretty cool. Hey, don't forget to follow us so you can receive regular updates and new posts. And remember, take care of each other because each other's all we've got. See you next time on My Independence Report.